0: I've got an international audience, and not everyone's going to know where you're from. So, wh- where would you say you, how where where were you born and raised?
1: In England, uh, I was born in Wembley, London.
0: Okay, middle six hundred. Okay, <laughs> okay yeah, I was
1: Born and raised here.
0: <laughs> okay, now, unlike I mean, how did you get into music? Because I mean, when we look at a lot of the American artists, they'll always talk about oh, we we sang in church and stuff, but for yourself how did you get into music
1: yeah it wasn't through church um i think uh musical has a music has a very spiritual presence um it had in our household as young children because my dad was a musician singer okay. songwriter producer manager um and you know, he had a nine to five job on top of that. But before he got, you know, he was a fully fledged adult, music was his life. Wow, yeah, so that was our influence in the home growing up. Um, like from A to Z, very eclectic music collection between uh, my mum and my dad.
0: Wow,
1: and my mum loved Elvis Presley and <laughs> Paul. Adler. And my we we always played like um John Holt on a Sunday or the Commodores or Randy Crawford, but a lot of reggae music was prevalent in our growing up as well okay so, like I said from a to z
0: <laughs> wow and and so um where were you it was it at home that your dad just wanted to teach you guys how to sing or how 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 did that, that, that oh play? no no
1: no dad really didn't play a part in the like us being instrumental to get together and uh we coerced him actually because oh. you know like how kids do when you you play games or you make games up and we'd be like oh you know like kids do singing to the hairbrush pretending and then it got to a point where we were miming and then we we just started singing together it was mostly the three girls okay i think told this story a lot over the years but it was mainly the three sisters that wanted to do something and um, my mum was like well why don't you do a little performance for one of my dad's artists back in the days in the 70s and she came over and we did our little pretend thing and you know a little performance and she was like oh buster if they want to do music you should let them and he was like no man no 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 school's more important they got to finish their schooling and then you know we'll decide on that later but she was okay. like yes. they could still have potential but dad was always like mom and dad but dad mainly because he'd been there and done that as a an entertainer well a musician yeah He was like no they need to finish their schooling first
0: you know, and 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 uh, you know that's something that's really really powerful to hear because he's had the experience of doors closing and 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 recognizing also. I mean, viewers might not understand how I, I grew up in Liverpool and being uh, my parents are Nigerians so coming to Liverpool in the sixties, and so there's that expectation. Look, you don't want to s- struggle like we did go to school and, and sort of stuff, but was that his mindset more so in, in not the industry, but more so just wanting to make sure that you guys were secure with an education?
1: Um, I, I do believe, and I know that my mum and dad had a great education. They both grew up in Jamaica. Okay. Um, but it was the case of, you know, back then the Jamaicans believed there was a better life for their children here. Yeah. So both mum and dad came here as youngsters. But as far as schooling was concerned, my mum said she had the best schooling in Jamaica. So that was very important. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, I think just in life, in life in general, I, I feel that all parents want the best for their children and, and education is a part of having you know the best chance in yeah. in life so um for potential in whatever they want to go on to progress in, and that was the case but my mum and dad wished for happy children
0: okay. most of all. yeah yeah now you mentioned you, you and your sisters started the, the vocal stuff but the actual singing because uh, i mean i would love to i, you know, I try to sing the beatles with my brothers but i had i couldn't carry a tune so how did you learn to actually sing to, to a point where, yes, you could carry a tune to progress?
1: Ah, you, you mimic, don't you, when you're younger? You mimic and then you have a go. And then the more you enjoy singing, dancing, whatever. Um, yeah, it's a momentum of uh, progression. And so that's that's how it came about, really. It was like, "Oh, we can sing, we sound good. It was always a three part harmony with the girls. you know, I was always the lower, then Denise was the lead, and Lorraine was the the octave above okay. or the harmony
0: but um, but then who, are you, who 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 was out as female groups that you would look at because we're talking about the supremes we're we're, we're pretty yeah. a little bit fair back, so. Who were you guys modeling yourselves at that point? We
1: weren't, actually. Okay. We weren't, but we had favorite artists. I mean, Denise used to sing along to Randy Crawford all the time. I wasn't really that musical, to be honest, Namdi. I wasn't that musical. (laughs) I was more into netball and my sports and... um, but I had my favorite artist, you know, Michael Jackson. And I did a Ross back then. And you know, but like like I said uh in the beginning, like from A to Z, a plethora of artists um were always, you know, on our turntable.
0: Yeah. And so uh, and so, but what about the dance? Because we we we've known you for for the dance style. How did was that ever more of a love interest than the singing for you?
1: um (laughs) see my brother's dad went to college but to learn dance and theater um somehow i got pushed to the front or i took up the responsibility i just loved to move and love to dance so rhythm and music was always in the house and like I said again, with kids, we do little dance steps and stuff. And I just stepped in and said, "I know, I'll do this, and then we can all do this." And then again, a progression from dancing upstairs in the bedroom with the mirrors on the wardrobe
0: <laughs> to stage performances. Wow, mm. when you when you guys came out, because I I moved back to Nigeria in uh, well relocated to Nigeria with family in around eighty three, just yeah. as you guys came out. So I kind of missed miss the being in the uk and seen and seen all that stuff right but the only the only kids the only sort of black artist that i remember growing up was eddie grant and musical youth a british sort of based stuff yeah was they worry that okay you know we, we, we sound good we've got a good image but do we have the audience because the in the uk to to be accepted
1: um that did not cross my mind for a second okay um i i think when you're that young as well because Dell was 11 going 12 and then the eldest was 15 so we we just we were oh just doing our work basically dad if any of those thoughts were going on that would have been with my dad so I can't honestly say that. Um, oh yeah, we thought about that because we didn't. Yeah. Okay. We we just we just thought about having the performance down with the vocals and the choreography, yeah. what we wore, and you know doing a a great show when we went out there.
0: Yeah, was it um, what because you, you, once you guys did hit, you became, you know, what, you're not just talking about here in UK and Europe, but also in the states. How was it dealing with that amount of fame and,
1: and stuff? Um, it wasn't hard
0: at all. Um,
1: <laughs> as, as well, Nandi, when, when your young people at that age, like to start off, we were teens and you know, stuff, and then early twenties, we still had that guidance and protection. And um, yeah, we had our dad there all the time. So, having um, having that support as well, you know, um, I, I want to say it was easy, and it was in a way because you 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 trust, you have someone there to trust as well. Yeah. So you know everything's going to go like clockwork.
0: But you've gone from just your family and friends knowing your name to. Millions of people around the world know. Did, did and as I have to say, none of us, not, not many of us, have been in this situation where every everywhere you go, you're on magazines and Blackbeat and Write-On and the, the newspapers. Yeah. I, I don't know what it's like, you know. And oh, you... Those
1: were, yeah, those were great days. It was all very exciting. Oh, okay, it was really exciting because along the journey, you get to meet other artists or or you see them in passing, yeah, you know, and um, yeah, it was all very exciting and really tiring. I don't think enough people say it's a lot of hard work, all the traveling, the flying, you get yeah. there and you think you can sightsee. No, you go to do, you know, um, Soul Train, you you do American Bandstand, Solid Gold, you do all the American shit, you travel around the world. Yeah we were busy working and tired yeah (laughs) but when we did get to have that small break and um enjoy ourselves it was wonderful but then it was over in a split second because you're flying on
0: to you know do another job or another tv
1: (laughs) another interview
0: how was it like then being um siblings um, and, you, you know, the age gap between you guys are very, you know, year and a half, a year. Um, yep, we're close. close. You're very close. Which, <laughs> <laughs> um, did, 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 did the experience make you guys closer? Um, or, or was it, did, did was it frictions? Or how was that like in those early days?
1: Uh, I think because it's, it was good in a way because you know the personalities you know the characters you're dealing with and then we could annoy each other at times because we're so close you know so a bit of this and a bit of that but um yeah i think there is there are huge advantages to being family and Mm -hmm. working together there really are and then there are some minuses you know as well as pluses yeah
0: creatively did, did you guys get to apart from the singing get and you you know you spoke about helping with the choreography and the dance routines and things but what about when it came to writing and and, and actually involved in in how no, the, I did help with the
1: choreography I did
0: the choreography yeah no yeah, no, no I'm saying that how you, you you guys sort of got yeah, involved I know. yeah I'm just being silly now. <laughs> no.
1: um when it came to the singing and the songwriting
0: the songwriting and 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 yes did your dad give you guys uh, that that opportunity to...? to...
1: That was another uh, new path once we got to songwriting because Denise was already prevalently a, a great little singer mm. and songwriter. Um, I think the development of the other four happened along the journey, especially for me. I didn't consider myself a choreographer didn't consider myself a singer or a songwriter but these things you know to be great at you know I don't think a lot of people realize unless you try or have a go and tap into um kind of unknown if you like talents Mm -hmm. and skills that you have you know um and it's just to get become familiar and have a go. I always say that, though, Namdi, People should have a go because I I felt a little bit um, like I did the choreography. Thought um. so that was my lane, so I stayed in that lane. But as as you mature and you you think, oh well, you know, I'm in studio, and I wrote mostly with my my brother Del. So building that confidence was is another thing. To have the confidence to to slip outside or step outside of your comfort zone and try something new and but to then, me personally to me the songwriting and the singing were totally out of my comfort zone wow
0: but then uh, when, when you and Dell would write would it be how did you decide that Dell would be the best person out of the five to be able to let's try and have a writing
1: it happened It just happened because at a young age as well, Dell got himself into production um, with his drum machine and then he'd get, you know, so he'd uh, program whatever beats and sounds, the keyboards, the bass line. And he'd put it all together and I'd hear it and I'd be like, can I write to that? Wow, okay. And we worked really, really well together, had lots of fun. And that's another element of the whole process, the entirety of everything for me is to enjoy what I do.
0: Yeah. And I did enjoy
1: working with my brothers and sisters, really.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and, you know, I mean, most of us who you get to about 18 and then you, you know, either you go to university or stuff, you leave home, then only once a year you get to meet up with the family but to have a career with them these are memories that you don't you don't lose and forget and stuff um yeah. and, but then i also wonder you know with with your siblings when it comes to when say denise is the sort of lead vocalist um
1: mm-hmm.
0: were there elements of oh man why can't i sing lead or you, you know could i and i asked this of of say of other groups who have the main lead sing and everyone sings background and I and I say, look, I I, I prefer groups that everyone sort of mixes around. So we, if the lead vocalist has a code that day, we don't get surprised when somebody else picks up the mantle. But was yeah. it ever a case where, okay, well Denise, let let let, let the rest of us lead a song <laughs> or two.
1: Um <laughs> it wasn't it was always we were just happy like they doing the designing Lorraine did the interviews Dell did the production and I did the choreography so everybody played their role and it was accepted and everybody was cool with it and then you get the fans start requesting well ooh, why doesn't Doris have a go why doesn't Del have a go and it was like okay so that was something new to consider, because sometimes when people have a formula, they don't like to mess with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I think the record companies were like further down the line when um, they heard Treat Me Like a Lady and some of the other songs I wrote, it was like, oh, oh, you've got some other singers in the family. Um, Never, I could not touch my sister vocally, you know, Um, but I had my style.
0: Lorraine yeah. has her own style, Stead, you know, and Del. Yeah, and and, and you know, it, as I said, it's it's not it's never about being able to out sing a sibling, but it's it, it's adding a different layer to a song. That's that, right. Yeah,
1: that's right. And I and I I uh, put it across in that way, Nandi, because. Um, it's like, I, as I said, when you have a formula, it's working and people are like, why change it? So, yeah, the, the formula can work in other ways where it, there's a different flavor to a, a vocalist, you know, or and, and that's how it went. That's how it went. And the fans, because they loved us individually, they had their favorites. <laughs> no matter what we all did, they were like, they absolutely loved it. They loved it. And I think that whole family dynamic was like a well needed structure at the time, you know, to hear and see anything from a family um, was wonderful. Internationally, it was wonderful.
0: And I was going to wonder about that. So, I mean, when you think about a British, I mean, because since the Beatles, there were not many British acts that could go to America. And and create a fan base out there. Did you feel that that was the big challenge? Did you did you recognize the challenge of, you know, because they had their own R and music in inlet. So to break that is um, never an easy thing. No,
1: no, not easy at all. But I think because the music was so great, um, and I think that's what that is what stands out when you do great songs you have great production um and the music holds its own the songs you can go anywhere in the world you know in america was like big because (laughs) but the the acts out there were fantastic we looked up to those those guys even before we became a group we listened to um a lot of american music Mm. so you know and and i think a lot of british 80s acts back then were trying to emulate that sound anyway yeah but but knowing that you're traveling somewhere where it's like wow the these guys just outstanding with anything and everything they do musically but knowing that we had great songs pop songs yeah but you know they've stood the test of time and and I think that was prevalent back then because my dad loved to use American musicians on our song,
0: wow! Yeah,
1: dad, dad was like, "My kids are having the best of the best." Not that British musicians. We used a lot of British uh, session musicians, but yeah. you know, as we got older and our and our career expanded a bit more, Dad was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, we're going to get Paul Jackson, we're going to get Greg Fillinger, we're going to get this guy, that guy, wow. and uh, yeah, he was all about the sound and the production and delivering great pieces of work.
0: Do you do you do you realise the because um, you know when I look at I remember I posted um, one of your songs on on my page and and Jimmy Jam from Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis I really say oh that this was one of the great ones and 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 then I look back at how you, the style and image that you guys had and I remember that when they were giving Janet Jackson you know there was that sense of her, her look especially in in Control and um, that album. Right she had the sort of the styling that you guys sort of had you know um did but did you guys realize that there are there's some influences that you might have had on sort of her career it looks and, and sounds? oh wow yeah. i would love to think so <laughs>
1: you know, um, because like new edition at the time and ready for the world all these bands that were out and these groups janet we were just little trailblazers huge trailblazers yeah. you know and um are you talking
0: stylistically like musically the well, there's there or- a com- there's a combination because you guys looked like royalty i mean the only, i remember growing up with adam and the ants you know he always dressed you like wow this is a rock star the way he dressed um adam and the ants and that but when you guys came out you 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 didn't just wear jeans and t-shirts you looked like Across, but you know, like you know, you know, like something we see, like Louis the Four, four Louis the Thirteen, as a later, you know, <laughs> but the hair and the style, it just looked very yeah. rich, um, almost like how Michael Jackson dressed so differently, where it's like, wow, he right. put himself away from everyone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think as well that excites me that comment because I think when you're an entertainer and not just the musician, there's a different. In a musician, I think a little bit, but then again, look at Jimi Hendrix, very yeah. out there, yeah. you know, very flamboyant, and I and I feel that entertainment should provide um, not just the sound, but something to appeal to an audience for their eyes to see as well. Put on a show, you know, it's show business. Yeah. So I'm I'm very much in that mindset when it comes to show business and my family were as well because you can get as creative as you like and have all the fun in the world and i love when i see somebody entertain i love to see somebody put on a show yeah. you know they're not just standing there i mean yeah it depends on which artist it is actually but um i love to see a show i love to be entertained
0: yeah but as i said when you have a style and the image that you guys had it it it's it it almost transcends just the music because then we look at listen to the music different. As I said, when
1: when Michael Jackson
0: started wearing the the sort of glove and everything, it's like, okay, uh, you know, uh, Lionel Richie wasn't dressing like that. So, but you could see the difference in sales and attendance and stuff. It's just that he became a star that we, and and so, as I said, when you guys came out, I, I can, you know, visually you stood out, then you'd think about the music. Um, mm. And Madonna, the same thing. She thought, okay, you know, maybe I need to start working on my image, as alongside yeah. the yeah. So it's a it's, yeah. it's something that you guys did, and I don't know if yeah. it was a conscious decision, or was it just like, oh, let's you know, we or was it someone else is doing that? Let's try and do that, the image and the style.
1: Uh, yeah, well, I I think from watching the greats and entertainment at in a certain era. Yeah. Um, we can take it all the way back to the Nicholas Brothers, you know, and Josephine Baker and all those beautiful entertainers. And they entertained us. And I and I feel that's what we went for. And that's what we believed entertainment was all about. You know, yeah. not just get there on stage and singing your bit and getting off, um, entertain the crowd and, and enjoy yourself. Enjoy your performance as well. Um, there's a magic in it when you you set yourself up to to present an image as well you yeah. know and there's an element of make-believe there that makes it even more entertaining
0: yeah the how was it like being on stage in front of a hundred thousand thousands of people compared to when you were singing at home with is you, just rest of the family because uh, as i said many of us will will not experience well they want on being on the cover of a magazine but to stand in front of thousands of people and singing what was that like it does it be was it nerve-wracking was it fun was it like excitement i mean all of that (laughs)
1: everything wrapped into that bundle of words um so exciting you just get this rush of adrenaline if that's what they want to call it or this energy and and you're feeling the energy and anticipation from the crowd as well from the audience so that just that buzz is unbelievable I don't think there's a word for it yeah it's just a feeling yeah and so it makes you get out there and it makes you just do your best and give them your all because they're psyched to see you Mm. You know, in your outfits, in your sequins twins in the bands behind <laughs> and the just music blaring and it's like, it just takes you, you know, somewhere else. To a life less ordinary, <laughs> somewhere
0: else. And I've seen your posts where you're singing acoustic with your guitar. And I was wondering if back in those early days when you guys went to talk, where you had those moments to say, okay, turn down the lights and you just bring in the guitar and you just would sing a song? Or oh, was this something that you developed later on?
1: Um, I think because of the song choices, there weren't, no, there weren't any of those moments, really. Um, I think we were maturing and getting to that stage. Um but yeah, again with song choice, it was always because we're a group. Mm. It was harder to narrow it down to that type of performance. Mm. Um, but it would have been lovely.
0: Yeah, and and I, and I but I mean, and that, my question was really when you reflect back on 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 the career you guys had as a group, especially you took over the '80s. If you if you could go back and make a changes knowing what you know now, what would you think would be different with High Star, Five Stars?
1: Oh, definitely more individual performances. Um, I don't think that was explored enough. Like I say, people like to be safe, mm-hmm. Namdi, when they have a product and they like to use a certain process yeah. and a form, if it works, then they want to stick to that. So yeah, I'd say to expand on... Um, each of the individuals, you yeah. know,
0: yeah. exploring the talent, yeah. No addition did did, did did that. Um,
1: oh, I love what they did, <laughs> utilize them. I was like, these guys have
0: got it down,
1: yeah. and I don't know if it's because they were all boys, all male, yeah. and I, I don't know if that was it. Um, but they, they seem to love the orchestrated pattern of three girls two boys female lead singer and then yeah they liked that formation
0: yeah and as I said I've, I've spoken to a lot of r groups from um from the 90s and and that was the safe the pattern where the label was going like we're putting in the money this is how we're marketing it and so yeah. when you when you, you when things are hot you don't really mess you don't really mess with it the stories that we, that 90% of my guests um, have told is the fact that they get into the industry raw mm. without knowing the business. They just know the music side. And then they, they yeah. get shocked. Even Jodeci, they, when I interviewed them, they are like, oh, yeah, we knew zero about the business. We only knew the music. And then they had to learn the hard way. Um, that's That's the story of 90% of the other artists. Having your dad... Knowing the business did was was how valuable was that for you guys? Knowing that that he it's
1: invaluable, invaluable. But there's still you know the the piranhas and the sharks around. So you know even we got bitten.
0: Oh wow! I did. You know
1: even having my dad around. Um, yeah, it it was like it was almost like in everybody's contract that <laughs> that was going to happen. You know, but it's the business side if you really don't know it Nandy inside out like they do on the legal side of things and the business side of things you know we're we're all like surfaced knowing what we know and going and doing a great you know performance and doing our work and um yeah it's i would say today you know to the youngsters out there be privy to your business be mindful of your business as well you know or, or have someone alongside you that you trust because i'm one of those people where of course i've learned a lot you know over the years as i've matured and but i would still as an artist and an entertainer performer i still like to focus in on just that and have someone else like yeah. I, we had dad yeah it, it it's the best way to work I know some people that say oh yeah I still do you know the production I'm doing the artwork and I've got the website and I'm mm-hmm. doing the performances and I'm and it's like I I, I nah, that's not for me
0: yeah yeah no and, and I've heard mixed messages from from those who um who were just creative and they just wanted to be creative but then the, what the lesson they learned was you needed to know the business it doesn't mean you, you go and balance the books yourself but you need to get people that you can trust but yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah because
0: as, as I, you do, I would
1: say that's all the way to go you know
0: so the emergence of yourself as you know you know as i said it's, it's really lovely seeing those posts of you with with the acoustic guitar i I like stripped down music, you know, it's not that I don't like, I mean, I'm my biggest, Michael Jackson, I'm a biggest fan, Um, but I do love stripped down. I like, that's why I like a lot of what Adele does, you know, get a piano and just sing. You can hear the song, you can feel the emotions and stuff. So seeing you doing a lot more of that now is really, is really, is really lovely and and stuff. But I I wanted to know how you transitioned to that, because you know, you guys were big in the 80s and then we're getting into the 90s when a lot of American RB started to take the airwaves and stuff. How did that adjustment, what was, how was, were you guys able to say, let's change our style and image or the label will still say, no, we can still win it if we just keep to the same formula? Yeah,
1: yeah. That that was the, the transition to being a more mature artist band or group um, works really well for some. And I think the younger you start, the harder the transition. Yeah. It seems to be less acceptable to sit from seeing you as cute bubblegum to, you know, kind of mature, just... just more mature and you know you you grow into yourself and now you're you're a beautiful young adult and it's like oh the transition is too much people are not going to buy that anymore they just want to see you at this stage you know um like with the i'm going back to the nicholas brothers as they matured they were like oh the sexual chemistry or energy that they provide uh, that they're portraying is is way too much now we don't want to see that we want you to dumb back down to being just sweet and cute and you know we we can sell to families to kids you know it's more appealing but no the transition seems to be a lot trickier i don't know why because it's a natural progression in life to go from a teen to young adult to an adult yeah and i don't See the problem with that, as long as you transition along with your music and your audience, I think it's fine.
0: Yeah. But the business
1: minds don't get it. Mm. The business minds are just thinking business, whereas, you know, I think if we had more people like us, the entertainers, in that position, put ourselves in that position, it would be in a a lot smoother of a transition and, and the foresight of seeing that these things are possible.
0: Yeah. But then how did you as I mentioned at the beginning I'm a therapist and I just wonder how you transition from the heights of, of global fame to okay, the label's thinking it's album sales aren't not gonna as big and the, the, the tours and things aren't as big as they used to be. How does how does how do you manage and deal with that personally?
1: Um personally I felt when that happened, slowly but surely, as long as my family are okay, I'm good. Work is work, but my family comes first and the well-being and the welfare of my family was my main concern, because that was how we grew up in our West Indian family and in our culture. It, it's mum and dad taught us always to share. Always to be there, look out for each other. So as long as that was intact, I was happy, personally.
0: Okay. Um, but then, was there the sense of, wow, how do we, what do we do next? How do we reinvent yeah, ourselves?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. You know, how how do we move on from here? Take a break, take some time out, and then, you know, rethink, reshuffle. Um but like I say, that, that whole transition thing again, MD, it's like, oh, you become tainted if, you know, you fall a little bit from where you were before. Nobody wants to touch you, you know? Mm. So it did become uh, a tougher ride, you know, a tougher journey. Um, but I think when you know yourself and you know your capabilities and as long as you can get back up and brush brush off, yeah you can keep going.
0: So then what did you then, how did you then transition? Uh, and
1: um, I Geographically, everybody got more mature, started their own families. So everybody kind of split, went their own way, started doing their own thing. Um, me personally, playing the guitar, I never thought I could play the guitar because you always hear people say, um, oh, no, you should really start that when you're younger. Mm. It doesn't really work when you're older. So it was like, you know, you you shy away from things and you think, oh, yeah, I'm a bit too old to learn that now. But once I picked it up and started learning and teaching myself chords and making up chords um, and developing a style on the guitar and how to have the confidence um, to sing more and to write more songs, it was wonderful. My transition then became very individual and personal and powerful as well because you know my confidence boosted even more because to do something by yourself and not be in within that entity of being one with five others or six or whatever the case may be you you have to adapt and become that one thing so when you are left to your own devices and you're solo by yourself, um, it's a really, really lovely development time for you. You you can just be absorbed into that time and really find out who you are away from the others. Hmm. So it's a really precious time for me, actually.
0: And did you find doors open for you to? express your music to you know like labels saying okay let's give doris a chance and uh no (laughs) oh
1: (laughs) no because i wasn't looking for that i wasn't looking for that personally um it's growth and self-development and the interest is there I i wasn't expecting that because like i said i've never been a solo artist or you know an artist in my own right so um yeah this time has been so lovely that the growth uh for me personally is great so um yeah i've done some collaborations with other artists and writing my own things you know so um i'm looking forward to 2022
0: yeah i mean how did the com- the, the the um collaboration with with alex come about um
1: Alex's collaboration came through. It's weird how things connect and happen because a friend of mine, um, we actually met her through my dad. She was 14 and she came to one of our concerts and she turned up without her parents. And my dad was like, no, we can't let you in without your parents. So you need to go back home and get one of your parents. To come, this is my dad being a dad at the concert, you know. Wow, being a responsible adult, go and get a parent, then you can come in. So anyway, that's how we got to meet my friend Manji. Um, uh, she has her own meditation website. So Manji. Introduced me to Alex because we were her guinea pigs for her first meditation, a bespoke meditation each. She's gone on to be successful. And that's how I got introduced to Alex. He came to England. We went to London. Let's meet up for tea. Alex is a DJ author, a producer, a painter, artist. Wow. And um, and so yeah, he was a fan of ours back in the day. So we went to London, had tea. And as he was leaving, I said, Alex, how about why don't we write something? And he was like, that would be amazing. Sometimes it takes for just somebody to ask, you know, because (laughs) you just feel it's a social thing, you know, we're just saying hi. But I was like, because I love to write with other artists. I love to write with other people, um, especially when it's out of my comfort zone again, because Alex's music, I've never really written that genre of music before. And I absolutely found it challenging, and I love a challenge, Nandi. And I went for it, and we produced some lovely bodies of work—really, really exceptional pieces.
0: So, it, was it? Then, uh, I mean, I mean, with the single out now, it, what's the? Is was this just this one singer that we're seeing, or what do we expect to? So, most um,
1: we have written a few songs together but this is just um this this wasn't even supposed to be me singing i wrote it for an artist for the album book of spells but when alex had the demo he he said "No, oh, we have to have you sing it doris i want you on the album with the you know um the other writers co-writers so that's how that happened that's how that came about
0: now that you, you you know you've come out with a single that's out you've got video out as well How, has that put a hunger for what to do anything more or what's what's yeah
1: it has it has it's ignited that and i'm and i'm happy about it because i get to express myself even more as a songwriter and as an artist and there'll be you know, I'll, I'll come back with my choreography as well, some dancing. But yeah, it, it's made me feel like this is good as long as, you know, I've, I've started acting as well. So that's another stream attached. Um, but yeah, I just, I love it. I love it. I love the whole process of music and entertainment. Yeah.
0: But are you doing any, have you been doing any tours? I mean, I know prior to lockdown,
1: Hmm. I, I haven't um been doing any tours. I, Alex and I did say because Alex is in Los Angeles still, and we okay. would have done a little mini radio tour here if he was here. Um, but yeah, th- this is basically this collaboration with Alex. Um, no tour for that. It's just you know he's just releasing songs from the album Book yeah. of Spells. Um. The other pro- project that was I was on that's released that was released last month was the '80s album, uh, the Rediscovered album. I did a song on that, a cover uh, by um, Kareem Bailey Ray. Put your records on.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so there aren't any real performances as yet, Nam-D. Um They're just released. This this isn't my call. They're just releasing songs yeah, from yeah. the project, and uh, I have another song that i'm featured on another collaboration for the new year with my cousin lady margaret mc we've done a remake of Systematic,
0: oh
1: with felix from basement jack so um more to come more yeah. to come so, nothing's really locked down with me as an artist at the moment because it this none of this was intentional for me uh but i've enjoyed the journey so far people asking me to collaborate so yeah We'll see what what more
0: is to come. I, I know you know. I, 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 no one will forgive me if I don't ask about the possibility of uh, you know Abba have come back to get after eighty, years. <laughs> so the possibility of Eunice's <laughs> siblings. Yeah, I mean, I didn't so, that long. <laughs> no, but it's see. I mean, we've heard the, the fact that all four of them came back, recorded a new song and stuff, but it it's so it doesn't go without action. anyone will say wow what is it getting you and your siblings together to to do a um you know an edith's re a tour the new music and stuff like that well, if
1: the stars align and it's on the cards <laughs> of course of course you know i i would i'd like that i'd like that very much um because it would be nostalgic for a lot of people, yeah. you know, to hear all the greatest hits again and get back out there on stage and just have some fun.
0: But uh, now, I, as I said, we, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm, I'm not in the industry, so it's hard to understand, but people would say, oh, but you know, just give a call to your, 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 the rest of the siblings, say, guys, why don't we just go get a, get a manager do you know it the press will eat it up you know book you know Wembley 02 you know do you know the Spice Girls did it um everyone's coming back JLA yeah. everyone I, I, so it, it'll it'll be a massive thing the fact that you guys can do it. but it, is it as hard you know we might think it's easy as family like, oh why don't you guys get back together but hmm. the reality of it is is it is it much challenging um to to at
1: times we've tried we've tried a few times to to pull it together and do something like i said i i think it's out of our hands and when the energy and everything comes together it'll be the right time because it doesn't seem to work if i say why don't we all get back together and then the other one's like oh i've got this on and i'm doing Uh... this like you know it Sometimes it's like, yeah, why don't we? But it just doesn't seem to stick. So when it's the right time, I think it's very possible. Okay,
0: I mean, New Edition, um, we're we're supposed to do an album and a tour after their movie came out, but things didn't work out. But now in 2022, they're doing a residency in Vegas. Oh, wow. yes they're doing a residency in vegas they've got a you know so it was, it was a big announcement uh, last year but you can see that it's definitely it's not that yeah people have things booked in so sometimes it, it you know as fans were like come on just siblings you know when you meet up for christmas you know just, just, just put something together and stuff we it. We, <laughs> yeah um i think finally you you know it, it, you know, it, the one thing I always remember with, with, with you guys as a kid was the mansion and and the sports cars. Now, was that real that that was where you guys lived and those were your cars, or was it more so that part of the, the image and, and mystique of five star?
1: No, that was our home. Wow. Mm. Okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. At the time, did you. Did, did, Now the videos we see, it it, you know didn't feel as homely because it was a mansion and stuff. But was it? How was it to live there? Was it? Was it? Was it it too big? Oh
1: no, no, seven people, and you know, it it was nice to have the room. We grew up in a three-bedroom house with seven people with one bathroom. You know, to start (laughs) in Rome today. So it was nice to have the space and your own bathroom. <laughs> um, it was lovely, but we were working a lot, so
0: you hardly there.
1: it was nice to spend time there when we were at home. Yeah, and have mom's cooking and stuff, you know.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, it was home.
0: Okay. Final uh, question is: What, when you look back at all the materials that you did in, in Five Star, what would be your favorite song?
1: You know, a lot of the songs are pop and my heart always geared towards the more R&B songs. Like, let me be the one in with every heartbeat. Mm. So I'd say between those two and Rain or Shine as a top <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, okay,
0: okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always ask my guests if um, w- w- if you were stuck in a lift. And no, they
1: say, I no, I don't take-, I always take the
0: I Okay, <clears throat> okay. The, yeah, the question no, was Okay, nom- no. The question was normally, and it would take three hours to get you out. What movie would you want to watch? What? What? It's almost like trying to find out what your favorite movie is.
1: It would have to be something funny because being stuck in a lift would be. Um, it would be comedy. Um, you know what I watched? Uh. I think it was Young Frankenstein with my dad one day. Have you seen that movie? It's in black and
0: white with Gene Wilder and Mel Brooks. Oh, Mel Brooks, yeah, yeah, the Mel. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah,
1: so it would have to be something funny or Norman Wisdom or, yeah, it would have to be a comedy for me. Okay,
0: well, what's your all-time favorite song by any artist? By just like a song. Oh that- wow! Wow.
1: Um, I not too long ago heard some Phil Collins, just back in the 80s, stuff came on the radio and David Bowie, uh, Donna Summer. It would be a collection of songs. I couldn't choose one. I love The Whispers. I love uh, <laughs> Evelyn yeah. Champagne King. I could go on and on. <laughs>
0: yes, but you have one song to pick before oh, they put on yeah, your movie. What? <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, right, one
1: song. I'm going to go for michael jackson song i can't help it written by stevie Wonder. Oh, okay wow okay
0: my, my all-time favorite is michael Jackson. the lady in my life um, um just, just i didn't
1: like that song you didn't like that song no because i felt he was singing about another
0: woman and not me oh <laughs> <laughs> okay did you guys ever get to meet him or yeah. any of the Jackson? oh you did yeah how was that experience? Wow!
1: Oh my God, it was the best experience of my life meeting that <laughs> man. I always wanted to meet him as a girl, and to have my dream come true and meet him on the Bad Tour was like oh, the ultimate um, in my whole career.
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: Outstanding.
0: Did he? Did he know? Did he know of you guys?
1: Uh, yeah, he loved our music. He was just beautiful, humble, funny, and uh, Gorgeous man.
0: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh goodness. What about the other siblings, Janet or the Jacksons?
1: Uh no, I I hope to meet her soon though. Um, I'd love to meet Janet, but Michael, like when you know, we got to meet the Queen and uh, you know, you know, other people in the industry and in entertainment, but yeah, the highlight of my life in my career was to meet Michael.
0: Wow. I had tickets for the This Is It tour, that was going to be my first time seeing him in concert, and Yeah. sadly, yeah, uh, it, it, Yeah. so that was, because when I moved to America, he had stopped touring in America, he was touring in Europe, so I was like, oh goodness, so <laughs> so when I moved back to the UK, um, he'd stopped, you know, that was it, the first time and stuff, but uh, um, we always ask our guests, is there, if are you list, What are you listening to now? I mean, what would you recommend for people like you know, new artists or emerging artists that that's that's out with some music that you'd say, hey, you know?
1: Um, I was gonna say listen to a little bit of everything, but I'm a huge fan of music that is not programmed. So I'd say listen to some live music, listen and appreciate live musicians, um, any genre of music, but live. And, you know, we, we really need to appreciate musicians and live music. I'd say go and watch bands and act, mm. perform live. Yeah. We need that. We don't need just the downloading. We need people to go out and support live music.
0: Yeah, but I mean, have you considered because to do a reimagination of some of your the top five star songs acoustically? Because mm-hmm. that would be something that's you know
1: that would I, I thought about that like with an orchestra though that would be fantastic.
0: Yeah, but but it's a yeah the thing about that is just that it's it, it's it's a lot to, to coordinate and it's easy to say okay. yeah I, I see like
1: you're talking about like an unplugged kind of moment
0: yes so you think take eight or ten of your of, of the biggest songs that you did and then you 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 reimagine them just you and on the guitar you uh, might yeah. decide to get another guitarist to to join you on 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 yeah. tour but that in itself would would would, would um that's get the older
1: that's a lovely idea
0: yes, yeah, because in in a, in one way, what you're doing is those of us who have grew up on the music would be like, "Wow, yeah, I remember that, but you know we we, we may not be able to dance as we used to back in the day, but it's a good way to 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 listen to it because as I mentioned earlier that as much as I grew up in the nineties, I love how Adele just lets the music through her voice and a piano at the back yeah. now. If you don't if you had a piano player and a guitar player and you're like, let's go and tour, then that's that's great. But to make it easier, if you were to just showcase that, I think that in itself would promoters will start looking and said, Okay, you know, that's actually something that we can look at opening the doors to with you know, Doris on her guitar singing her songs and stuff. And and you know, if you start to you know, you can start to do showcases on, 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 on online for us to see it and that's how the buzz that's coming out but I think I think there'll be a big market for us to listen and appreciate you singing live listening to your guitar playing to to some of the songs that you guys made famous
1: yeah yeah that is that is a lovely thought and idea um you know I'm still learning (laughs) to play the guitar but I have actually achieved like one of the songs uh from um no the song that i've sung i've done a rendition of put your records on i've learned how to play that on my guitar so that be something that will be posted on my social media i'm mostly on instagram so that's yeah. where people see me and find me but yeah the idea of playing more acoustic and just with the voice live you know and unplugged is yeah it, i love songs with just the guitar guitar is my favorite instrument so yeah that that would be something worth
0: considering, especially your own songs, because I, 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 so many times I speak to the artists from who who, who uh, and they're saying, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna be doing a Stevie Wonder song. I said, but no, you, you came out in the 80s and the 90s, you had some big hits. The record labels owned the masters to those. Why don't you then re-record the songs that you wrote that you and you know and just give it reinterpret it to for us to listen to it now and not sing somebody else's song but you know if you sang can't wait in a slower in acoustic way it would be <clears> like wow you know it's it's it is something you know and then you can you know then you can see how that goes and and, and it eventually could re- release it and stuff but then that opens doors and stuff and yeah. then maybe your siblings would say oh well we can do a stripped down tour. Maybe. As opposed to having the whole production and stuff. But anyway, it's mm. uh, it's yeah. just sort of <laughs> you'd have put one. just putting it out then, it out then. Yeah. And
1: that's how it all that's how it all starts, you know, with a trickle and then a the stream and then
0: yeah. 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 And so as I said, we've got a you know, um, I, I know my channel, um, a lot of most, I mean, even I'm based here in the UK, I would say a lot of my the community are based in the US and australia and and asia but there is they they, they they love to see singers they love to see their favorite 80s and 90s acts singing live um but if you're not touring then having material of you singing your own stuff in an acoustic way gets that buzz going and stuff justin Bieber got signed singing <laughs> at home and releasing it on ig you know that's how People then say, wow, this is great. I never thought about that. And somebody then says, okay, let's, yeah, it just goes viral. Yeah, but, that's
1: uh, exactly what I, I've started doing. Like I did an acapella of Love is Prayer on my Instagram. You know, people love it. And and it's so nice to be able to just click my fingers and express the song Yeah, you know, just very simply and beautifully um, because... As you say, you know they they get to see me, hear me, know the lyrics, and know that, you know, it, it's a performance. It's a live performance, and there's there's no auto tuning.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. definitely. Yeah, but as I said, I hope it would be to be able to see you um, on a stage um, singing singing songs. But this would just be a good way of 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 um, of, of making that happen. As I said. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, mix up some of your new songs with with some of the favorites that we we hadn't heard from in in a long time. Um, yeah, I, I think that will, will you know gives you a nice um, a nice variety. You know, five songs from high, five star them. You know, five from what you've done now. Mm-hmm. Then that will mm-hmm. be a nice little package to 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 use as a, as a tour and stuff. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. <laughs> Listen to you being my manager. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, no. <laughs> I, as I said, I've, I, I love, I've love music, but I love the, um, but I, as I said, I, 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 I'd like stripped down stuff because I can, that's why I, 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 I but I, I, and I was really impressed, as I said, seeing you just sing with your guitar. And, and that's always is the stuff that I really, really appreciate. And, and I think there's a lot of us like that, that would really appreciate that. But we don't, as I said, I've never, have you heard an acoustic version of any of your five star songs? Uh, any of the five star songs
1: well i did one on my instagram actually of one of my oldest songs called don't you know i love it i had a crack at that one so yeah that's the only one i've heard to be honest
0: yeah, yeah. so i mean as i said if the, the more of that that we see that the, the more it's like wow okay you know absolutely
1: the... yeah 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 people like that one-on-one that personal mm. interconnection you know so I, I absolutely
0: understand what you mean. So hopefully I set a challenge that you can, you know, that, that I could hear. I like a know. challenge.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so hopefully be between now and, 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 and Easter, I mean, well, New Year, actually, we might, do mm. well, you think we might see a couple of you? Oh, of-
1: yeah.
0: Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. <laughs> There's always <little> room for more.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do definitely appreciate the, the, the time you've you've taken, um, and um, it's it's been it's been great, it's been fascinating, um, and, and you know, hearing hearing, hearing the, the story. But I'm going to be sure to to make people aware of um, of Lover's Prayer, um, but, but but also the fact that you've got other things um, that you we should ex- can expect on, on your social media accounts um, in the coming hopefully coming weeks and stuff, which would re- 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 which would be a blessing and stuff. Did you guys Thanks ever do as as a, a Christmas song?
1: <laughs> no, that's one thing I've always wanted to do. I I've written one Christmas song. Um, it's a beautiful song, but no, we haven't. We well, what haven't about now. the one you've written?
0: Where's, what What was the one you've written?
1: Um, I actually wrote that as a songwriter for a Japanese boy band.
0: Okay, years you, ago. Have you done it live? No. <laughs> No, but that could be one for Christmas You did joke my memory. <laughs> well, please do, because next, I think my, I think um, over the next two weeks, I'm going to start showcasing um, a, a number of R&B. Oh,
1: songs. lovely.
0: So if you did have a good acoustic version of that, I'll definitely want to push, because the time to release a Christmas song would be, Mariah Carey did it in the 1st of November. She just went out and stuff, but okay. it is just before Thanksgiving, just to get people going so please if you if whenever you do have it let me know and as I said I will
1: your sure will I really
0: will.
1: <laughs> I like your style I love your energy and your enthusiasm thank you so much for having me Nancy.
0: thanks for watching please remember to subscribe to the channel but most importantly to press the notification bell so that you can be notified when we do have a new interview loads to come but thanks a lot for watching Thank <laughs> you.